0: Hey, good morning, everybody! Mortgage, real estate, whomever is plugging into Coffee with Todd this morning, Tuesday, June second at nine o'clock. Welcome. We're going to have a fantastic session today. As you can see, I've invited a cadre of people, and actually, these are some of the most respected coaches in America that work for our coaching organization, and it is a joy to have them online. We're going to have a little coach-a-thon today. I thought, uh, you know, in the midst of everything that's going on in the world and uh, obviously the business, what are are the messages that people need to hear today and what are the questions that people need to hear today? So I've invited Hope Borman, who's the divisional president of High Trust Coaching. She's with us today. I got Matt Harrison, who is one of our most uh, Tenured high trust coaches, along with Karen Crosby and Dave Brown and Wayne Angelo, they're all originators, leaders, and managers, and they coach. So, guys, welcome to Coffee with Todd. Good to see y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. So, here's how we're going to do this. We've got a live comment box opened up, and uh, we're going to go for as long as you'd like to go, but probably can go 45 minutes in total. And um, and the coaches and I were talking about before we got on that we want to really we want to answer your question. So if you have a question over in the live comments box on Facebook or uh, Instagram, go ahead and type that in and uh, and we'll see it. And the coaches and I will kind of vet those as we, we go through our time together. Um, but we wanted to start off with with one question. I think this is a it's a very, very powerful question, and it really has nothing to do with you as a coaching you know, person that needs coaching, wants coaching, desires coaching, or any of them right. actually needing coaching, wanting coaching. I think everybody agrees that coaching is a good thing. And, and, uh, and yet everybody's got this deep why, this deep motivation for why they decided to become a high trust coach. So I wanna just quickly for about two minutes each, tell everybody guys why you chose to become a high trust coach. What, what was the the motivation behind that? And I hope I'll start with you because you are the divisional president of high trust. So tell us your, your thoughts about that.
1: You know, Todd, I have to tell you, um, my, my whole life, my passion has always been to make a positive impact in people's lives For the better part of 25 years. I did that through mortgage, the mortgage industry leading in the mortgage industry and making a difference in my, uh, my clients' lives. Um, for the last three years, I get to do it through my coaching, and um, it is—it is definitely my lane. You know, I, mean, I just love doing, and I love making a—you know—a difference, and it just remains my passion today.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Cool, man. How about you? Okay, so my
2: journey started with Hydro Sales Academy. Went, had an incredible experience. I had already been in real estate for 15 years and had you know, really led and, and coached a sales team and really enjoyed it. But then this took it to a completely different level. And so before ever originating alone, I went to HTSA, had an incredible experience, mind blowing. And then from there, built my business off of my trust. And it was about a year and a half to two years before I was approached to say, hey, you've been building your business off of this for a couple of years and doing it the right way. Would you have any desire to, to to coach and to, and to give it back and for me the answer was really easy absolutely yeah. you know this has been something that for me it it works it's changed my life it's changed the amount of time that i spend with my family which is huge yeah. and so to be able to give that back to others has been so fulfilling for me and it's just been wonderful and to see my coaching members succeed yeah it's
0: been awesome the,
3: the,
0: heart of a, the heart of a leader. That's beautiful. Karen Crosby, how about you, my dear?
3: I'm with Matt. I decided I wanted to be a coach when I first attended the High Trust Academy. And after half the half the first day, Todd, if you remember, I approached you and said, I don't want a coach. I want to be a coach. <laughs> and I'm passionate about my business. I love what I do. I've done this 35 years. I've had teams of up to eight people who supported my book of business And I've always coached behind the scenes for years. And this allows me to be on the forefront and be part of a fantastic team while I'm coaching to your methods and your standards. And it has helped me stay focused in my business. And as Matt said, I love watching my clients actually start to grow their business and learn how to calculate their hourly rate and how to spend more time with their family and focus on what's important and focus on not... Don't let the critical overshadow the important. Keep your time blocking going and make sure that you stay on track. And then things typically don't become critical. We're watching them be able to have a flow. And that's very exciting for me.
0: Yeah, there's a there's a sense that at the end of the day, if, if we do this right, then people have more order in their life. They have more predictability in their life. They have less chaos. They have more joy, more fulfillment. I can see this resonating through all of you so far. How about you, Dave Brown? You're uh, muted, Dave. Let's go to Wayne Angelo, and we'll come back to Dave. Wayne, how about you?
4: You know, I've been—I was really blessed. My father took me to Stephen Covey when I was a teenager. Wow. And all my life, I have loved to learn, and coaching is brought it to a whole new level because what you learn as a coach to teach and help and serve others elevates your own game. So I'm a TV classroom volunteer. I teach at the board of realtors. I, I love to teach because by teaching, I get such great improvement from it. And I can change people's lives. I can help people live a better life. And when I watch somebody go from three million a month to eight million a month and, and how it changes their life and then they have more time off, or they take a vacation they haven't done with their family in years, they come back and say, Wow, I should have done that years ago. And look at the quality of life that high trust brings. Todd, you say it the best. Trust is the hardest to gain, easiest to lose, and the most important thing to hold on to. Yeah. So a trusting relationship, trusting partnership, an emotional connectivity with the people that you choose to work with, the High Trust platform has been a game changer for me. In my life, and I've known you a long time, Todd, and yeah. the day I got the call from Todd saying, would you consider being a coach? I'm like, that was the, one of the humblingest moments in my life, and I am honored to be part of this group. Uh, it really affects people's lives. Yeah. So it affects people's lives. It affects your life in a way that will never be able to understand unless you do it.
0: Yeah, no, that's profound. And, you know, I think that as you guys listen to this, we're going to transition in just a moment to to actual street skills and coaching and what the coaches are are seeing in the market and what they're advising people and so on and so forth. But I think at the end of the day, um, you know, we we want to help people enhance and illuminate their life experience. I mean, that is essentially what we want to do. And and what's involved in that is is running the business like a like a business. It's it's looking at your investment and your ROI. It's looking at hourly rate and if you're giving lifeblood and you're giving time, what are you getting back for that? And it's about ultimately having a stronger sense of of intentionalness about what you're going after and why you're going after it. So it's super profound. Dave, did you get your mic working? Can you hear me now? You got it. Yeah. Talk oh, about transition. Okay.
5: So my, my journey was a little different in that I was actually being coached. I was in the first year of coaching. Uh, Teresa Odette, super rock star, uh, one of yeah. our coaching faculty. I believe your first coach yeah. um, was my coach, and then uh, coincidentally, I was asked to be a coach and gave it gave it quite a bit of thought. And and the guy who introduced me to coaching, um, uh, you, you know, I thought about what what a blessing this business has been to me and and if this was an opportunity to give a little bit back that was one and and honestly um being associated with with everybody like like you guys that are on this screen and the other coaches and and the members uh was uh i felt a great opportunity for me and my business and and you know, I've always been a believer that you get better at anything that you teach. And, you know, being in this system, I think, has allowed me and helped me to be um, a better loan officer, a better branch manager, a, a better husband, better dad, yeah. um, all that stuff. I mean, I had, I had my personal best year ever last year, and, and this year I'm going to uh, go way beyond last year. Yeah. And, and a lot of that is thanks to you, todd and and the other folks on on this screen. you know, just just learning and gleaning all the little uh, tips and tidbits, but really the the philosophy of of high trust of uh, the basis of what we teach. So you know i'm I'm grateful, like Wayne said to be part part of this, not only uh, for myself and hopefully, you know it's fun when you see the light bulb go on with yeah. some of your members and see them, you know I, the quick, real quick example. One member went from. Eighty percent Zilla leads to when uh, at the end of our first year of coaching, he was eighty uh, percent partner leads. So we completely transformed his business, basically showing him the high trust model. And he ultimately said, "I'm done with with Zilla leads."
0: So uh, that's a awesome. really good one. Yeah. yeah, thank you for that. And I just want to acknowledge uh, Teresa Det was the first one to chime in on Facebook today at nine o two and. Uh, she was the first coach, and uh, she remains the 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 rock star that uh, will always hold the distinction as the number the first high trust coach that we hired. It's good to see her online. Wayne, somebody just posted Don McPherson just posted. Could you just say the trust quote again for him, so we can get that recorded? Of well, first hashtag Todd Duncan. But
4: trust is the hardest thing to gain, is the easiest thing to lose, and the most important thing to hold on to. Yeah. Yeah, I think I about exactly what you said, Todd.
0: Very powerful. Very powerful. Um Okay, so what these guys do is they they help people that are interested in coaching um, understand the value of it. And I thought what we do today is first remind you that if you want to just experience a thirty minute no obligation high trust uh, call with a coach, um, feel free to do that. All you have to do is is uh, come to our high trust coaching. Uh, Page and and uh, register for a quick free coaching call. We'll do a thirty-minute kind of uh, show you exactly what happens when you're actually in coaching, and uh, that'll give you a sense of what we're doing tomorrow. We're going to have one of our coaches online through our online program, talking about what does an actual thirty-minute coaching session kind of look like, and walk you through some live scenarios. There, I thought what I'd do is go around the horn and ask the coaches what's the number one thing you're seeing right now in the market that has you as a coach really with your antenna up, helping people kind of navigate. So let's reverse reverse this. So we'll start with you, Wayne, and tell us what you're seeing and, and particularly with your coaching members. And then we'll come back around and I want to ask you what's the top piece of advice you seem to be giving right now to all of our coaching members. So Wayne, take us. Well,
4: you know, we've gone through this COVID thing and I, anybody watching, I hope you and your family are safe and doing well. But I think the biggest thing right now is connectivity emotionally connecting for the purpose of serving people. So people want their inner, inner they want connectivity. So one of the things I, I tell my coaching, um, people in my coaching ecosystem is don't send a text and a video, you know, emotionally find ways to truthfully connect with people who might be sequestered at home, who've been through two months of, of downtime or two months of alone time. It's a perfect opportunity to reach out and connect with people and truly build your partnership with the people that you've chosen to want to partner with. So connectivity, emotionally connecting, truly and honestly having a heart of service, finding your partners, not being a vendor to their realtors or your referral partners, but being honestly a true partner and learning what their wants and needs are through the high trust interview and then serving them well. But right now, there's a really great opportunity because people are starving for emotional connectivity. People are starving for honesty and and true care and heart. If you can deliver that, I'm watching people's volumes just jump off the charts. And I mean, I remember Tony, if you remember, he went back and did the high-trust interview into a 16-year relationship. And he took that relationship to the next level, and it's just gone to such great depths and that's what it's really all about—the depth of the relationship. Yeah,
0: hundred percent. You know, I, was, I wasn't going to do this, but I just wanted to show everybody. This is this is the brand new Connect uh, manuscript. It's uh, sitting right now at four hundred twenty-eight pages. And uh, to to Wayne's point, and to Tony Markland, who is one of his coaching members, um, one of the the keys to connecting is this idea of deeper questions equal deeper relationships. And I think what we're watching our coaching universe experience is that the, the, the relationship between two people has to be win-win. It has to create mutual bonds of trust and confidence. And it's gotta, it's gotta unveil answers to questions that have never been asked before. Because if we can get to that layer of really understanding what drives people and what motivates people and, and why are they doing what they're doing in the first place? And to figure out the, you know, as as Tony did, the one or two things that if if he could just illuminate these with his 16 year agent partnership, he could take that to a whole new level, which he did. And so that's a that's a super good point, Wayne, Wayne, to, to bring up. It's it is about connection and the other thing that's important to understand is that 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 technology does not um, simultaneously um, create connection. In many cases, it is creating disconnection, even though we're connected. So we got to be careful with that as we kind of motor through this. So. So, Dave, what are you what do you what are you seeing um, differently than and, and maybe in addition to what Wayne's comments are? What are you seeing in the market right now that would be important for you to share with me?
5: You know, Todd, I, I have been coaching now for a little while and I've had varying uh, uh, degrees of members on the spectrum in terms of folks who are new in the business, folks who are already doing very, very well and want to take their business to the next level. Um, and I would say almost without exception, as we get started in coaching, they all really struggle with database management and and they're not doing the things that you teach in high trust, along the lines of connectivity, um, in leveraging their their past client relationships, and so I, I think that's where we have a huge opportunity in coaching is to uh, show our members some of the um, some of the things you teach on on what to do with uh, our past clients, how to segment our database, how to go after you know the real influences in our database, the annual reviews. But, but mostly reaching out and, and touching people and, and caring and seeing what we could do to help them. And uh, it, it's amazing the business that results in doing that. Plus, it's, it's just the right thing to do to, to reach out and make sure that we're staying in touch with our past clients. So that, that, I think, is a real struggle for a lot of loan officers is finding the time in the day, or at least in their minds, finding the time in the day. And so um, that's where, you know, I think we can really have an immediate impact with a lot of new members. Yeah.
0: And, you know, I I would like everybody who ultimately views this on whatever platform you might view it on, excuse me. I would like everybody to really understand how important it is to master client retention. I mean, I really, really want people to understand that your future income and your future financial security and your future value of, of impact in the universe Uh, is so much more vivid and so much more alive and so much more real when you are nurturing the people that have trusted you previously, arguably, whether you're a realtor or a lender, the the biggest financial decision of their life. And we did a survey, oh man, two years ago, I think at this point, but the number one regret that realtors and loan officers have is not nurturing their database like they should have and could have, and we're reminded of it when we go through periods like we're going through right now with super low interest rates and you know um, wheelbarrows full of, of refinances. Um, I'm sure everybody watching this probably learned from a client in the last three or four months that they refinanced somewhere else, and and if that happened, then that is the the point that Dave Brown is trying to make: is that your 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 economic data. Of people is your financial future, and it's so much easier to uh, to get a second referral or a third referral or a second piece of business or a third piece of business from people that already know, love, and trust you. Again, back to you know that that uh, the quote that, that Wayne so, Dave, I appreciate that. And 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 guys, we're gonna do a a uh, a fast track clinic next Tuesday just on the best practices of database management. So Dave, thanks for bringing that up. And uh, Hope remind me that we just committed to doing that next Tuesday. Absolutely. All right, Karen, talk to us. What are you seeing in the market?
3: So I'm seeing Wayne and Dave have touched exactly on what I'm dealing with with my clients and with my personal book of business. And that is I have always done personal newsletters. I don't use a lot of CRMs. I reach out to my database four times a year, actually on little, one-page newsletters that I write about the state of the business, but it keeps my information out there. And you're correct. And that is the, I'm, I'm doing children of past clients because 35 years in business, they're referring their kids. They're referring their in-laws. I have families of 10 and 12 people that I work with, and then they refer their friends and it branches out from there. So the one thing that I'm finding during this pandemic, especially is while people are home And this is what I'm talking to my clients about and some of the other loan officers in our company use this time when they are home, just just really needing to connect with people. And you don't have to talk to them about a loan. You have to call them and ask how they're doing. Call them and tell them that you ran across some paperwork. You ran across a note. You ran across somebody who knew them and their name came up and you just wanted to say hello and let let them know that you were thinking about them. And I'm encouraging my coaching clients to do, to do the same thing. Those telephone calls, as you keep saying the trust that you already have with them, turns into business. And my days, actually, my hourly rate's a little bit less than normal because I'm finding people need to talk. And when they're stuck at home and they're missing that relationship in the office, they are so pleased to hear somebody call and not necessarily want something from them, but add something when you ask when you ask how they're doing and they know you mean it i will spend 20 minutes talking to somebody that normally i don't always have that amount of time to set aside but it's important to let them know that you know that you really are paying attention to what they're saying and then i will follow it up with an email um i put it on my calendar and i follow up with an email the following week and ask them how they're doing and ask them if they found value in our conversation and if they'd like to talk to more just to call me. And that sometimes turns into a referral. So keeping in touch with them and letting them know that they are a person to you and not just a number, not just more volume. It creates volume. And that's mm-hmm. where that trust and that's where that relationship comes in. And that's what I'm seeing is the need of these people just to, just to just to hear a voice of somebody that they've trusted in the past.
0: Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting, you guys, as you start to think about this, because there's text technology, there's group text technology, there's, you know, slide out groups and broadcasts and all kinds of ways to get to your clients. And 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 that's all part of an effective retention strategy. But this one on one moment, the one on one call or video to, to, you know, to uh, Karen's point they go miles. And so try to be conscientious of how to use your downtime to create uptime. And what I mean by that is like um, it takes me, I don't know, 18, 19 minutes to get to the office. And this morning on the way into the office, um, I did four calls to four influencers that I know are going to be part of our sales mastery audience this year. And I just checked in with them. I left two voicemails and I had two five to six minute conversations with uh, the other two people. And you, you start to think about downtime is uptime if you use it the right way. You know, downtime is, is, is time that we usually don't do anything. And when you take downtime, which means you're already doing something, but the few exceptions on how you can multitask is you can drive and leave a message at the same time. You can drive and have a phone call. It's not good to text, obviously, because that could get you into trouble. But I think this data piece, database piece is big. And um, I'm talking to a guy here this afternoon that he and his team are making 40 calls a day to their database. That's how big it is. And, and that's how engaged they are. So that's a good point. How about, uh, Matt, from your standpoint, what are you seeing in the market right now?
2: So there, I, I think there's two pieces. The first is we're all extremely busy right now. Um, we have so much that's coming in, um, and and you have this 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 balance, right? It, as as you called it uh, at you know at, at, at master's classes, that is purposeful imbalance, right, between life and work, and how we kind of go back and forth with that. And and I think that's something that that we're you know as an industry struggling with right now. We have so much on our plate. Most of us are working from home. You know, we are, you know, bogged down with everything that we need to do in the day, but we still need to make sure that you know our priorities are to our health, to our family, to you know the things that make life important to us and the direction that we want to go. And so, really hitting that to make sure that we're spending the time that we're that we're supposed to spend at work but being very, very um, diligent at making sure that what we do during the day, main event thinking is actually happening. Um, And that we're not being bogged down with the other things that we really shouldn't be doing during the day the not to do list. Right. Yeah. I think it's a really fun one to go over. Um, And then making sure that we, we time block in life and what has to happen, those sacred rituals that, that make us who we are, that, that you know, make us into better people, better parents, better spouses. Um, and so that, that balance right now is really, really critical for you know, what we're seeing. And the other piece too, and I think we hit this right off the bat, is the idea that we're not in the business of selling loans. We're in the business of managing mortgages. And if we take that mindset to say, if I'm managing mortgages, and I'm managing real estate assets, and we start to provide that idea to not only our coaching members, but to their strategic group, right? The circle yeah. of cash flow that starts to flow in to say, you know, we're about a holistic view and look here that is different than how many loans can we sell? It really is how many relationships can we build?
0: Yeah. So I change, think, that changes everything. It's critical, guys, to understand that the fundamental decision that is made in high trust is. It's not we're going to do less transactions. It is that we're going to choose relationship connection as the methodology to create a, an ongoing kind of flywheel experience with referrals. And, um, and, and it's so beautiful to be able to understand that, that the byproduct of high trust is business whether it's a listing contract or a a purchase contract or a loan application that gets approved and funded it's all a byproduct the business itself is a byproduct of the depth of the relationship and the value that we are creating and so we do have to go way beyond thinking that this is just another loan and it's easy to think in in a busy season like we're in right now. It's easy to think that it's just another loan. No, it's not. It's another family that you get to create an indelible impact on. Man, I want to tee off on one thing you said. And and two weeks ago, we had a conversation with Teresa Odette and her agent partner, Linda Granger. And, uh, you know, they they are they are in the most, you know, profound sense, life partners. And, and I know they love to, to go out in the mountains and mountain bike and stuff like this. And I, I said, so when are you guys going to go mountain biking again? And Teresa said, we just got back. And it was interesting because in the midst of probably one of the busiest months that the industry has ever seen, Um, Our number, our first coach that we ever hired was gone for, I think she said two weeks, mountain biking while the business was operating. Right. And we have got to take time to feed the physical self. Uh, We've got to make sure that we're getting the energy. We've got to make sure we're getting outdoors. Uh, We've got to make sure we're drinking in air and and all those things that are so positive to sharpening the saw as as Covey always talks about. So, Hope, as you lead the coaches, what are you seeing today in the marketplace that you'd like to comment on?
1: Todd, you know, with a lot of our master level coaching members, you know, there's been a great a big, a big opportunity for growth. Um, so a lot of the conversations that I've been having lately is been around recruiting, um, bringing in ops teams and sales teams and hiring mm-hmm. the right people and going through that process of hiring the right people. Um, that are going to fit the culture, you know, that are going to meet, you know, be able to, to have an opportunity to grow. So that's what we've been spending a lot of time on lately is the opportunity for growth and leveraging that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, I think that the basics still matter more than anything. And, uh, and I think what ends up happening in seasons of busyness is we forget what those main pistons are, or those main cylinders of of a, a well-functioning business is And um, I think two things are happening as we have this this conversation, guys, this morning. Um, One is there's probably a lot of people that would like to experience, what does it look like to have the business work so well that my life is illuminated and not compromised no matter how busy things seem to get? And I look at our coaching members um, that are are being coached by uh, certainly you guys and the rest of our coaching faculty. We don't have enough room on StreamYard to put everybody on. But- they're they're having a different life experience right now, and a blockbuster, you know, personal best in the business this year, which is obviously a lot of people are having that because of the rate environment. But a lot of people are sacrificing life. Forget the lockdown; they're just sacrificing life to the business. And I was watching one of our new high trust coaching videos the other day, and and uh, we had a snippet from Lisa Wills who was on stage at Mastery last year, and she was talking about last year I came for my business this year I'm coming for my life. And it was really interesting because the business built the first year in coaching. And then the second year was, I want to make sure my life works. And in that period of time, she had gone from $30 an hour to $800 an hour and life was working. And so what's the number one thing, two minutes each, what is the number one thing you're teaching advising your coaching members on right now to have that experience. And I'm just going for right off the cuff, first thing that comes to mind, tight, make it real tight, two minutes. What's the number one thing you're you're telling people? So so hope I know that you're not you also you're not only lead coaching as our divisional president, but you're actively coaching master level uh, coaching members. And again, if anybody wants to understand the difference between master level coaching, elite level coaching, producer level coaching, um, just check out the high trust and click on that. Just give us your name and phone number and we'll set up a conversation with you and you'll be able to see exactly what our coaches do behind the scenes. They're they're absolutely masterful in helping you get both the life and the business of your dream. So hope two minutes. What are you coaching? The best of the best to do right now?
1: Um, I am coaching architecture you know we're paying attention to every little thing as we can build our business is this and creating a filter is, is this the business that you want is this the team that you want is this the client profile that you're looking for um, I have one client in in Los Angeles that was telling me um, we were having a conversation around his database and um, he was telling me how his Database is predominantly, you know, A paper um, clients, and he kind of went through down the list. And I asked him, I said, "Is was that prescribed?" And he said, "Absolutely. From day one, I decided what my client profile, my client database was going to look like, and that's who I became to serve that level of client." So I think that we talk a lot about architecture.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very, um, I, I guess I would use the word prescriptive, right? It's it's how do you, how do, what is the prescription around the architecture for for business and life greatness? I mean that that pretty much sums it up. Um, Matt, how about you? One piece of advice you're teaching people today beyond what you're seeing? A couple minutes uh, from you, and and why are you why are you why are you teaching that? Why are you telling that? What's the impact? So going back to life work balance,
2: it is all about time blocking and being strategic and and intentional about your time. So looking at the things that are you're most passionate about, what are the things that drive you, that, that keep you going every single day? For me, I love running. I block that in. I make sure that I have that. My wife and I do a walk every single evening. I have that blocked in. Those are non-negotiables for me. I have private time where I do my studies and, and emotionally and spiritually connect. I time block in life first. Yeah, And then I time block in the main event thinking that that we should be doing as far as loan originators and loan strategists. We need to be developing relationships and originating, developing more relationships, originating. And then we need to have the structure of the rest of the loan process be worked through by people that we have on our team that are a part of our business that can handle those pieces. Yeah, and more we think about that and we chunk that down to how many people do I really need to talk to every day to hit 200 ones a year as, as coaches, we nail that down to a exact number and we track it so every day right every day so we get it down to I need to be talking and having 1.3 high trust interviews per day that I convert down to one loan per day. And it just goes right down through the system as we yeah. as we work with people, and so it really comes down to what's most important: life. I need to do business to have more life, yeah. And then making sure that we have what we need to do as far as our main events be the only things that we do in business,
0: so we don't sacrifice. Yeah, it's funny um, that the age-old truth that, that 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 kind of parallels itself up to this whole concept of, of time management in the new connect series, we have a whole session called own the clock. And one of the most important things that I see happening in the market is people understand fundamentally, fundamentally, I think what time blocking is, but what they don't understand is the greatest threat to, to an architected time block is not blocking the things that interrupt the time block. And so there's a muscle that has to be developed around, you know, first of all, if you paint the canvas life first, then you condense the amount of space that you actually can do business in. And when you put boundaries on your life, they automatically create boundaries in your business. And when you have boundaries on your business, you get more done per minute. It's that straightforward. Mm -hmm. The breakthrough on interruptions and the breakthrough on the things that impinge upon time blocking are the very breakthroughs that we need to process and architect and and create synergy and strategy around. So if I see that these interruptions are, are repeat offenders, it seems to have the same kind of flavor as yesterday's interruptions. And, you know, if you can just step back and go, "Hmm, I wonder why that's happening. You can start to attack where 99% of the people don't attack. They try time blocking, but they have not mastered the art of blocking what interrupts a time block from working. So that's an mm-hmm. advice that you all really, really understand. And, and the breakthroughs from an efficiency standpoint, when you start thinking that way, are profound. Karen, how about you? What do you? What's one thing that you're, you're seeing that you're coaching people on today, your coaching members?
3: You know, you've trained us so well, that our focus for all of us, I think, as coaches is time blocking. Yeah. Well, what I tell my clients especially is if you don't take care of you, you can't take care of somebody else. So like Matt, he sets time aside for working out. I'm at the gym between 5.30 and 6, five days a week, and I play tennis evenings and weekends. That is my outlet, and that's also my social. There's also accountability, so coaching is accountability. Yeah. And and being a coach is accountability, So, again, if I don't take care of me, I can't take care of you. Working out keeps my focus off of stress. We're in a very high-stress environment, very high-stress business. And especially during the pandemic, right, tempers are short. Emotions and stress levels are very high. So we have to figure out other outlets. Gyms are closed. So we're doing walking. We're playing more tennis. We're doing some of the videos that some of the coaches are putting online. We're doing things to keep our mind off and keep our bodies strong. If I think if our bodies aren't strong and we don't focus in that direction, the stress level can actually consume us. And so that's something that I'm, I'm continuously mentioning to them because some of the calls start out with, how are you doing? I'm so stressed. What are you doing for you? What are you doing to take time away and be with your family and just turn off your phone, turn off your computer, turn off your phone, because somebody who's looking to get a hold of you is going to wait for you for an hour. And that goes back to the time blocking. If we time block appropriately, enough, and I like talk what you just said, and that is we haven't learned how to block out the interruptions. You, you have taught us so well in mastery how to set time aside to go in for the emergency situations or things where you put your downtime, and that's what you use to see what's really going on and where do I need to step in. And those are constant learning experiences for all of us. Even as coaches, it's easy to get interruptions and yeah. have to go back to the basics. Yeah. So I'm really coaching, coaching more right now on focusing and taking care of you so that you can better take care of those around you.
0: It's the most important relationship any of us will ever have um, on 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 the planet is us. And uh, just just making sure that we are our best version of ourselves, because there's a point in time where if you keep burning the candle at both ends. Part of it is going to go dark and we don't want that to happen. So good, good commentary, Karen. Okay, Dave, two minutes or less. Uh, Number one thing you're you're coaching, you seem to be coaching people on today.
5: You know, one of the things the metrics are great is it really allows us to uh, look for opportunities within our members' businesses. And I would say one of the things that helps me help them with is conversion. And when I see that somebody has uh, a lot of uh, uh, what we call uh, pre-qual conversations, but their number of loans being submitted to processing is relatively low, then I know that we probably have a conversion issue. And so we talk about, you know, not necessarily working harder, but working smarter. You know, they're, for some of them, getting more leads is not the answer. Converting the number of leads they're already getting is the answer and when you show them hey your conversion rate right now is 20% imagine if we took that to 33% the same number of leads and you start dollarizing that and showing them hey what's your average commission Oh, my average commission is 4 grand well if if we put another 22 loans into your funded loans each year what does that look like and all of a sudden you know they're looking at another 100 grand uh, a year not working any smarter are assumed to be harder, but just working a little smarter. And so then we talk about, well, how do we convert that, those loans to a greater degree? And sometimes that segues into their team.
2: Yeah. You know,
5: they're, they're spending a little bit too much time kind of managing the flow of things, and they're not taking care of the customers up front. They're not having the five-star borrower experience that we talk about. And so we talk about maybe taking a step back, maybe you need a better team, a different team, or a team, uh, to, to begin with, so that you can create that experience that will elevate your conversions.
0: Yeah. And it's important to know, everybody that's watching this, is, is there's no plaque on how many people you talk to. <clears throat> I mean, nobody gets an award because you had more conversations than anybody else in the company had. At the end of the day, what what happens is, is that conversion is a function of connection. And as I talked about last week, You can't have connection without collaboration. You can't have collaboration without conversation. And you can't have conversation unless you have chemistry. And so the thing that you need to really understand is that I want to figure out the likability really early on with any business relationship. And are we like each other? And um, when you do that, then you don't have to talk to as many people, which I think is the unique value prop that high trust coaching brings to the marketplace. How do you make more money? By having less conversations and having more joyful and intentional and prescriptive conversations that lead to yes. And then, Dave, to your point, when we dollarize the improvement and conversion to long term cash flow and invested ROI, it's millions of dollars for most loan originators and realtors easily. So, that is a huge point. All right, Wayne, take us home. Number one thing you're telling people today.
4: You know, I go to your book, page 107. Time blocking is scheduling your priorities rather than prioritizing your schedule. Um, Time blocking is not a rigid declaration. So where do you start? Where do you start? Well, first, you have to build a list of non-negotiables. What are your absolutes? What are the things in life that are absolute and non-negotiable? I have a date with my wife on Tuesday nights. In two weeks, we're celebrating 34 years of marriage. Wow. And it's because I I prioritize my family first. Dave, you're right. The biggest ROI is conversion. No question about it. But then the other question I ask all my coaching students, members, is are you doing only things that only you can do? I think one of the inherent flaws of loan officers is they can't let go. Only I can do it, and I can do it best, and I won't let go of it. And next thing you know, they don't have time to do the things that really are important because they're doing things they can delegate. And they haven't started with their priority. They haven't built their list of absolutes. They haven't built their list of non-negotiable behaviors. They're, They're building all these time blocks without prioritizing what they want to do in those time blocks, and they're ineffective. You have got to do the analytic of, is everything you do, is this only something only I can do? And then over time, learn how to delegate that to people that you trust so you can do the things that connect you with people. That's what I think is the most important thing, Todd, when it comes to time blocking and time management. Is and if you agree with me on that, but I think that's uber important to ask yourself that question.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So what a great conversation, guys and gals. And um, I think one of the things we want to put out there, hope, is if anybody's listening to this and you sense that you maybe have the heart of a coach. And you'd like to to maybe see if you qualify to be considered to become part of the high trust coaching faculty, we would love to have a conversation with you. And all you need to do is, as the screen says, is shoot hope and email hope.borman at hightrustcoaching.com. That's hope.borman at hightrustcoaching.com. And she'll get on the phone with you and have a conversation. I can tell you right now that the most um, inspiring, fulfilling moment of my life is when I watch our coaches many of whom are right here, right now, make the impact that I know. We want the, the world to feel um, one person at a time. We want you to have more joy, more happiness, more fulfillment, more balance, more intention, more peace of mind, more security. That's why we do what we do. So thank you guys for being on today. Thanks for spending 45 minutes of your life kind of pouring into our universe and ecosystem and uh, super grateful for all that you guys do to change lives of people. We'll be back with you tomorrow. We got a new special edition tomorrow with a coach live and uh, we'll see you at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. And thanks again for chiming in to Coffee with Time.